showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. Toga! Toga! With Ad Walt Disney. Dynamite drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off. At Still Smooth Productions. <laughs> oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. And the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world. I think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and Chipotle. At St. Bale's. I'm not prepared. I really am not prepared at all. I'm a bunch of a-holes. Welcome to the 21st century, fuck Rogers. Welcome into the 32nd edition of the Bold Nonsense Podcast. The proverbial red light is on. The red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us on 921-2018. Please, in your vehicles, in your wherever you are, really, wherever you're listening, shout out what 921-2018 is. In honor of our guys, our favorite guys at St. Bale's, the world's smartest idiot who is not here this week with us. And at Still Smooth, a big, big shout out to him. Happy birthday to PTO himself, our buddy. And because it's his birthday, he had birthday plans and he is not here either. So you get a podcast with me, your guy, at Walsh Disney get to hear this voice for this podcast. Uh, we're going to go through some stuff pretty quick. Just keep it short, keep it light, keep it fun for the week. But first, our first thing we want to get to, uh, in a little little disclaimer here, things are going to be a little bit different without, uh, you know, this podcast, it's made for three. It's really made for three. We could do it with two, but it's made for three and one, things got to change a little bit. So we're not going to have random thoughts because it just sounds like I'm losing my mind and am talking to a wall uh, when nobody else is here. So we're just going to do, you are the senseless, that's where we'll start, we'll do that in a couple seconds. We'll get to your trivia, we'll always have that. We'll hit the news and then of course we're going to do our one thing in a winner for week three where we actually did get the picks from Smooth and from Bales for this week. So we'll definitely run those down for you. But that's what we'll do and then we'll get out of here. The first place we want to go, as I said, is You Are the Senseless, our listener interactions for the week. This week we put up a couple of different posts uh, reacting to some stuff and just having uh, some light fun with, with another one. We had an amazing amazing response from the senseless community from from y'all we had a lot of new followers on instagram which is amazing if you don't follow us i can't believe you don't but if you don't bold.nonsense on instagram go get it we like to have a lot of fun and hopefully we'll keep having fun uh for the 
for a, a long time, a long time coming. But our first interaction is from listener TJ underscore Colvin, who he went right after Still Smooth on his take with Josh Gordon going to the Patriots. We put up a little picture of a conversation that our host had this week. It was it was me calling it right. I you know I just went Patriots. It just felt right. Called my shot and I got it. Smooth went Raiders. He was a little bit off. And our, our, our man Colvin, he went, uh, come on, man. And then went rolly eyes emoji on Smooth. Because it's just a messed up take. Colvin also says that a lot of teams missed their chances on Josh Gordon. And that the Pats were st- will stay strong because of this move. So he predicts big things coming from Josh Gordon. I'm, uh, I'm not so sure, but... I would love to see it. I think that would be incredibly entertaining. Our second interaction of the week that we that we want to shout out is from Wheat Sack 10. And this one is for at St. Bales. This one is pretty much directed for him. It's long, it's creative, it's amazing. It made me laugh. So I'm gonna read this off for you. And before I start, this is in regards to the the Fitzpatrick picture that we put up with him and all of Deshaun Jackson's clothes just looking ridiculous as all get out his Conor McGregor look. This is what Wheat Sack 10 has to say about it. I used to get pissed drunk with this, with Arrow Up Fitz, with this bearded Irish lad drinking moonshine in the hills of Montana fighting Grizzly. That, that sweatsuit gimmick he got on we found in the back of the Audi, half buried in the snow, in the middle of nowhere, with a guy in the front seat froze solid. Rai Rai took the gold chain and stunner shades right off the man and said he gonna use it to make fishing lures. You think this man from the city? You're dead wrong. I've seen this man run up a mountain barefoot chasing a cougar so he could have himself some pussy cat for the night. This man, this, this man can outrun U-Bolt, outjump Zion Williamson, and outdrink Andre the Giant. You only think you know this man. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. You only think you know Ryan Fitzpatrick. Weed Sack 10, he knows Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz magic. That's You Are the Senseless. Those are our listener interactions. Thank you, TJ underscore Colvin, Weed Sack 10. Thank you so much for getting at us. The Senseless, anytime we put anything up, make sure you're reading it, getting at, interacting with us, and, and you can be on You Are The Senseless. We want to do this every week and just shout out the people who love us. But for now, we want to move on to trivia. Trivia! Trivia! <laughs> trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy! Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? Last week's question was pretty hard. Uh, it was, what QB has the longest streak of being favored over his opponent in NFL history? So remember, that's by the line. So who has the longest streak of their team being favored to win over their opponent? you got a Peyton Manning guess, which is pretty good. But actually, it's Kurt Warner with the Rams. He had fifty. He and the Rams had 55 straight games of being favored over their opponent. Uh, that was a pretty tough question. Pretty tough question. Uh, we hope you played along. Let us know if you got it right. 
feel like that's few and far between, but let us know if you got it. This week's question, who is the only person to win the Collegiate Buckus Award for Best Linebacker in the Country? Who is the only person to win that award, the Collegiate Buckus Award, twice? This question comes straight from one of you, one of the senseless. We, we got this question sent to us uh, just as a, uh, a hey, hey, you want trivia on us. We did not get it. But we want to see if you guys do. So this is courtesy of CPT Redbeard 6, one of the census members, who is the only person to win the Collegiate Buckets Award twice. That's trivia. Now we move on. It always follows trivia. It's the news. I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. This is the fucking news. News, 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 news. news. We're news too. Only news told much later. See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Fantastic. I am so sorry. Someone put the story in all capital letters, and I, I thought I was supposed to yell it. For the news this week, we're going to go over, uh, we have some more NFL stories. Usually we save NFL stories for like our, our week reactions, but we're not doing that this week. Uh, so we got some more news stories, but we're going to go pretty quick through through a lot of these. Mike Zimmer, coach of the, of the Minnesota Vikings, says the officials in last week's game told Anderson Dejo, the safety for the Vikings, that... They, meaning the NFL, just want us to throw the flag. So this is in relation to Sandejo came in and he hit a, a defenseless, defenseless receiver is what he got called for. He asked the officials what he could do better and they said nothing. You did it perfectly, but they just want us to throw the flag. That's what Sandejo told Zimmer. Zimmer said uh, it, it's just harder for defensive defenders to play defense. And he's right. It's hard for defensive players to actually do the thing they're paid to do is play defense. Because as these officials, uh, if Zimmer and Sadejo are correct, if these, these officials are telling you why, the NFL does not care about the defense. I think everybody knows that. It's the worst kept secret in the league. But it's just, it's really disappointing to me. I mean, obviously, you know, I... I'm kind of a defensive guy, although I do love the offenses in the NFL, but I like to see balance in the NFL. And this is kind of disappointing because it just points to, this is facts. Well, maybe. Facts. Alleged facts. <laughs> that it's true. The, the NFL cares more about the offense than they do the defense, and that's sad. The second, the second story is our like weekly what the hell's going on with the Steelers story. Uh, we actually have two. Two. Uh, because, and it comes from the people that you would expect. Uh, I'm going to let you guess. Here's a little quiet moment. Guess who these stories are going to be about. I'm going to guess you chose at least two of three. They'll be both be a pretty good guess. The first one, Le'Veon Bell. At the lake trolling the Steelers. So he was out, like, I don't know, on boards or whatever. Uh, wave runner, maybe. Can't can't frown on a wave runner. He was on a wave runner and basically had a buddy, like, taking a video. And at the end, he says, pay this guy his money. He's just trolling the Steelers left and right. It's like, okay, yeah, you might be trolling 
trolling the Steelers, you might want to get paid, but you realize that also go like your your teammates see that. So when the, the offensive line comes out and just crushes Le'Veon, it's this kind of shit. Like this is why. You can tell they don't like that guy. The offensive line doesn't like Le'Veon. But it's this kind of stuff is why. It's because the offensive line's about work. Le'Veon's about money. And that's the difference. So even if he does come back, I don't really see this working. To be honest, both of these stories, I'm just out on the Steelers altogether. Yeah, they might make the playoffs. There's the Steelers. They should. But I don't no Super Bowl. I'm done with the, the Steelers have a chance to contend. They can make the playoffs and they can even make it a couple rounds into the playoffs. They don't have a chance of contending. They they will not win a Super Bowl with this group. It does not like each other and they don't respect the head coach's detail work enough. The head coach is known for being this rah-rah guy who can like keep teams together and let's play defense. Well, the defense sucks and the team's not together. So what what do you do again? No. No, I'm done with the Steelers. And I'm kind of done with Antonio Brown. Like, this guy is the diva of all divas. I don't care what what you what you say, what you do. I even have him in fantasy, but this dude is a diva. He is, he is closer to Ocho Cinco than he is to Jerry Rice. People not don't don't get Antonio Brown all twisted up. He, he's still who he is. He's Really hard to get along with and really hard to deal. You're always dealing with something with Antonio Brown. And this week is Antonio Brown just going straight loco, not going to practice, calling everybody out, yelling at offensive coordinators. Seen that one before, Antonio Brown. Uh, pretty much, this is what he had to say for himself after he came back. And it, it sounds bonkers. He said, in, he said Mike Tomlin knew where he was at. But Tomlin's disciplining you. So if Tomlin knew where you were at, why are you getting disciplined? First thing that doesn't make sense. He calls the Twitter response to the PR guy who said uh, that Antonio Brown is only Antonio Brown because of Ben Roethlisberger. He called that response a stupid remark. That's quote unquote, stupid remark. Well, I've heard that before. Facebook Live. Oh, no, nah, it was just a stupid mistake. Responding on Twitter. Ah, just a stupid mistake. Going nuts on the sideline. Ah, it was just a stupid mistake. Well, at some point, that's just you. That's no longer a stupid mistake. That's who you are. So accept who you are, and then maybe you can start to deal with it. But not if he doesn't want to. Not if he just keeps going back to stupid remarks, stupid mistake. He's not growing at all. There's zero growth with Antonio Brown. Okay, then he's asked why he left. He Apparently, after the game, he just left. He left the locker room. Didn't talk to any media uh, when, they had their, when they get their opportunity to talk to the players. He didn't, didn't talk to them. He just left. So the, somebody asked him, well, why'd you leave? This is his response. You tell me if this sounds normal. If you guys want to talk to me, let's talk. I'm right here. I'm not hiding from none of you. I don't hide from no one. I'm from Liberty City. That's in Miami. Uh, it's end quote, I guess. What? 
So his big tough guy thing being from Liberty City is you're going to talk shit to a bunch of reporters who are just asking you questions? That's your big tough guy move? Your big tough guy move is leave the locker room because you're upset and no one gets to talk to you. Then when they ask you why you did that, you, you go off on reporters and challenge reporters? A bunch of guys who will probably, like, just as tall as you since you're tiny, but who aren't professional athletes, you're just going to, that's your big move? I'm from Liberty City. I'm a tough guy. Reporters? Okay. I guess. I guess. Like, if that's where you, where you want to go. It just seems kind of ridiculous. Then this, this one, this is one that really gets me. Brown considers himself, so this is this is not a quote, but it, it's out of context, out of the 10-minute rant that Antonio Brown went on. Brown considers himself a leader on the team who leads by example and quote-unquote signed up to win. Leads by example. <laughs> it's just, I swear it's a sitcom at this point. Like somebody, there's got to be an NFL employee who is just writing this stuff and giving these lines to these players at this point. It's got, it's the only explanation. Leads by example, going nuts, having Facebook Live, yelling at offensive coordinator, not showing up to practice. Then challenging anybody who say, hey, man, why aren't you at practice? Oh, screw you guys. Saying we suck. That's all leading by example? Yes, you can work hard at practice. But you, then you, you don't stop being a leader just because practice is over. Once the, It's not like once the last whistle of practice goes, okay, well, I'm done. See you later. Nobody watch what I do for the rest of my life. Nobody check my Twitter account. Come on, man. You're not a leader. You're not a leader. Not a leader who's going to win anything. If you are a leader in the locker room, damn, that explains a lot. That explains the Steelers, if he is. And then this is this is kind of messed up. This last one, this last one, and then I'll be done. Then I'll be done ranting on Antonio Brown's rant. His last quote is, "What do you want me to say? You don't care about my problems. You're probably glad glad I got them. So what do you want me to to tell you? No one cares about my problems. They just care about winning. Well, you, he said earlier that he that all he cares about is winning. And." This is just like a Drake stuff in my feelings. Like this is, what are you even complaining about? That people want to know why you weren't at practice? This guy's got to get his head on straight is all I'm saying. Like this does not, this, everything that I just went through, that doesn't scream healthy team, healthy player. It's got, it's it's not in the right headspace and you can tell. So I hope, I mean, if he's going through stuff, hope everything's good. Everything gets better. But in the Steelers and football, no. They're done. They're done and I'm out. Uh, big news. This is some, some happy news. You know, I feel like that was way too negative. Happy news. Carson Wentz is coming back. He will start this week against the Colts at home. And I can't wait. Carson Wentz was 
I gotta say, he's probably the most fun player for me to watch last season. Everything that he brings to the table, uh, mobility and his arm strength and just the offense in general, with him leading it, they're a completely different team, and the Eagles are kind of a mess right now, so they need him. This next story is one you've all probably heard. It's one that uh, Kalen underscore Clinton, and he wanted to make sure we talked about. Uh, and it's one of the crazier stories that honestly I've ever seen, heard, or uh, in all my time watching the NFL, I, I I've never seen anything like this. Vontae Davis retired at halftime of a game. Didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell coaches nor his teammates. He just left and retired. He played in the first half, had a tackle, played like a lot of snaps, and then left at halftime. That's brutal. And how bad does it have to be in Buffalo? Did he just leave Buffalo like completely? (laughs) He bought a ticket, hopped on a plane, see you later. Just never came back. I think he'd have to in Buffalo. With that fan base, they're nuts. And the, the, the place is not great to live in. So, I mean, what else are you going to do? It's not like he's going to stay around. Buy a house. Buy some property. He's going to leave. I, this is... this is His, his teammates were pissed. And I got to say, I would be as well. If some guy just gave up. Because, and this is what I've heard... Is people have said, and they're right, like, you don't make this decision then. This is planned. You had thought about doing this for a while. And you didn't tell anybody. You just, I don't know, just decided then was the time. Like, how are you going to leave your guys high and dry like that? It's another half of football. If you had done it after the game, nobody would care. It... This is ridiculous. And he's got to pay a lot of money back. Because if you retire like that, you don't just get to keep all your signing bonus and everything. I mean, he's got to pay a lot of money back to do this. But this is above money. This is above everything. This is, you don't do that to your teammates. I mean, so much of the football culture is like family. But then there's this. Come on. Come on, Vontae. Poor move. Poor kickers last week. They were abysmal. That Packers-Vikings game was an absolute nightmare for anybody who's even recreationally kicked a football. This was a disgrace. And because of it, the Vikings kicker Carlson, he was cut almost immediately after the game. And they signed Dan Bailey. The most accurate kicker of all time. Uh, Zimmer was kind... I don't even... I didn't love this move. I like Mike Zimmer a lot. But he said he, he called it a really easy decision. When asked why he cut him, he said, Did you see the game? Uh, he was very cold about this. You could tell... Zimmer The way Zimmer reacted, you could tell he does not care about kickers. It seemed a little too cold. I mean, it's still a person who's trying to do the best he can, but like, kickers, figure it out. 
Because ties in the NFL, not acceptable. NFL, figure that one out. Last story for for the NFL. Josh Gordon, he went to the Pats. Referenced it earlier. Uh, Just be careful. He's not Randy Moss. He hasn't shown a love of the game. He hasn't shown that he can, can, can consistently play the game, in the games. And the Patriots, they're for real. So this is either sink or swim with Josh Gordon. He's either going to flourish in the offense and learn it and get his life right in that Patriots discipline system, or he's going to be gone in like a week and a half. It could go either way. But now I want to move on to a big story in the NBA offseason. Jimmy Butler requested a trade and apparently wants to go to the Clippers, the Nets, or the Knicks. The Clippers are his most preferred. Uh, This is just, does he want to go to the Clippers because LeBron went to the Lakers? I can't really tell. The Clippers? The Knicks? The Nets? That's where? We'll see. We'll react to this more once he actually goes somewhere. Because in the NBA, if they ask to go, they go. It's like, apparently they just have all the leverage in the world, which seems weird to me that they just don't honor contracts anymore. But uh, yeah, we'll react to this when he actually goes somewhere. Only one story in in Major League Baseball. This is a Mariner story, Northwest. Uh, King City Council, so up uh, by where the Mariners play, approves $135 million in public funding for Safeco Field improvements. So we get to see probably see a lot of changes in Safeco Field. That's a good chunk of money. That's Nobody wants to see the Mariners go anywhere. And this is making sure they're not. And that's what I love to hear. In college football, real quick, um, Notre Dame is going to play multiple quarterbacks and attempt to find one. Yeah, they've been just switching guys in and out. Ian Book uh, and their regular starter, um, Brandon Wimbush. They've been switching them in now. That just doesn't work. Remember, like if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Right? So they're going to try and find one. And then a, a huge story for one of the top prospects in the country, Ohio State DN Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa's little brother. He had core muscle surgery, and he has no timetable for re- their return. So as as uh, Urban Meyer comes back, Bosa leaves. Let's see what that does to Ohio State. That's the news. And now what we really want to get to, the big thing, the thing everybody looks for, forward to we hope one thing and a winner i only got one thing to say to you who do you think you are i am you had one job just the one because i win this is bullshit so you get nothing you lose good day sir just one thing you stick to that and everything else don't mean shit I hope I win. We go through all of the games, excluding Thursday's game, Thursday night's game. We didn't talk about that. Way to go, Browns. Hey, Golf clap for the Browns and, uh, and Baker Mayfield. Like I said, I think I might have been wrong. No, I, I'm, I was wrong. Not about the Browns, but about Baker. Baker's got it. He'll be all right. 
I'm not saying he's gonna. He's not the next Drew Brees because that's ridiculous. That would not. That is too much to put under. It's like everybody's saying Patrick Mahomes is the next Brett Favre. That's a little far. Let's relax. Baker Mayfield. He's a, his own quality quarterback. I don't think he, I don't think he's the next Drew Brees, but I think he will be a very quality quarterback, and he looked good. And the thing you can always tell about when you hit the pick right, the energy. When Baker came in that game, you could feel it. You could see it. The whole team's energy was up, and it wasn't. It wasn't uh, like people yelling at each other and being rah rah. It was just the speed at which the receivers run routes. The decisiveness of a running back hitting the hole or, or the blitz of a defense. The whole game changed when Baker came in the game. And it's not spoken. It's, it's very natural. You can just kind of, it's a feeling that you get when you watch football long enough. Baker had it. And that's how you know. So I was wrong on Baker Mayfield. Although Hugh Jackson's still a disaster head coach. Uh, and it's mostly the defense and the offensive line. I think they'll be good. A borderline playoff team. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl or anything. Uh, Hugh Jackson's still going to hold them back. Don't forget about Hugh Jackson. He's still not a quality coach. Baker Mayfield, quality quarterback, though. I will admit, when I am wrong, I promise. But on to one thing and a winner for week three. Week two, actually, because I would do one. I want to recap. Man, this disaster. Week two is one thing in a winner. At St. Bales was week two's winner at eight, six, and one. Pretty good week. Ties have got to stop happening. I was the week two's loser, six, eight, and one. So it shows you everybody's pretty close. Kramer falls right in the middle, seven, seven, and one. So there you go. Uh, not really sure who, who the leader in the clubhouse is. We'll probably do that for next week. I'll find a leader in the clubhouse. Um, for this week, week three, we'll go through all the games, excluding Thursdays, as I said. Here we go. Bills at Bills 0-2 at Vikings 1-0-1. The Bills looked a lot better with Josh Allen, but it's the Vikings. Their defense is ridiculous. I think the whole team is one of the best rosters in the NFL. So I'm picking the Vikings, and so are Bales and Smoove. Giants 0-2 at Texans 0-2. Bunch of desperation here. And I think it's going to be which team really wants it more. That comes from the leadership and I just don't feel like the Giants are all in one group going in one direction. I think the Texans are, but they started with a hard schedule. I'm going to take the Texans. And again, that's a sweep for the Texans with Bales and Smoove agreeing with me. Texans take this one over the Giants. The Packers 1-0-1 at Redskins, who are 1-1. Packers, the defense, kind of... Sh- was spotty last week. The run game's still not really there. Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to be practicing, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. So Bales and Smooth take the Packers and Rodgers. I'm going to go with the Redskins. They showed in 
Week one against the Cardinals last week, they fell to the Colts, who I think are better than people think. So I'm going to take them in a surprise. You know, Aaron can't do everything on one leg. So we'll see. 49ers at Chiefs. 49ers 1-1, Chiefs 2-0, who are the blazing offense against a defense who is still trying to find itself with the 49ers. I think this will be high scoring because Kyle Shanahan against a Chiefs low defense. But I still think the Chiefs are just too much with the way they're playing the game. And Andy Reid, he's got it rolling right now. And usually it takes a little while when an offense like like an Andy Reid offense gets going like this. It takes teams, opposing teams, like four or five weeks to slow that down. So I think in week three, you might start to see it, but I think the Chiefs are still going to put up a lot of points. And that's why we sweep again with all three hosts going with the Chiefs. Next game is the Raiders, who are 0-2, at the Dolphins, who are 2-0. Bales and Smooth do not believe in these Dolphins, so they take the Raiders. I liked the way the Raiders were playing but I'm trying to catch up on some on some picks here. So I'm going with the Dolphins at home. I think the Raiders are just, you know, they're going to get bogged down by some humidity, I think. Going in a weather game. A weather win. Colts at Eagles. Colts 1-1, one one, Eagles 1-1. One one. The Colts are coming off one of the wins. Andrew Luck is throwing the ball really well. He might be throwing shorter, but that's... Game plan. That is offense plan. Keep him healthy. Get the ball out of his hand. He'll take shots when they feel that they have them. The Eagles are really beat up right now, especially offensively. The defense hasn't been playing up to the, especially in the secondary, hasn't been playing up to what they did last year, especially in the playoffs. Although Fletcher Cox, go look up that dude's stats. Don't ignore Fletcher Cox. Because he is beasting right now. The Colts don't have the best offensive line still. They're getting better, but they're not quite there. However, Colts are improving every single week. And the Eagles are down and injured. So I'm going with the Colts, and so is Bales, with Smooth being the only guy who takes the defending champions. Titans at Jaguars. Titans 1-1, Jags 2-0. The Jags are rolling. Jags are rolling. So we're all going to take the Jags. Bengals at Panthers. This should be a pretty good game. Bengals 2-0. Panthers 1-1. Bales takes the Panthers. Smooth and I take the Bengals. If the Bengals can just rush in in their gaps, I think they're going to win. As long as you stop the interior, the, the interior run game of the Panthers... I think they have to go back toward running outside where your linebackers get to flow a little bit better. They have to go horizontal pass game, which I think the the Bengals' defense is just playing well right now. So if you can win in the interior line, which the Bengals will, I think you win. And that's why Spoon and I took the Bengals. Broncos 2-0 at Ravens 1-1. The Broncos have... They've gotten good games. They've gotten at home. The Ravens, they lost a... uh, I think the Bengals, they're hot right now, and I think they're a good team. And the Ravens just kind of ran into a buzzsaw, but I still think the Ravens are better than the Broncos. 
I think this one's close, but I'm taking the Ravens, and so is Bales, with Smooth taking the Broncos. Saints at Falcons. This is always one of the biggest fireworks shows of the season. The Saints are 1-1. One one, the Falcons are 1-1. One one, so this is huge for the division. I'm taking the Saints along with Smooth, while Bales takes the Falcons. And I think really this comes down to who's going to execute on third down, which big-time offense is going to execute on third down and in the red zone. Who's taking care of defenses who aren't playing that well right now? I think the Saints do that better than the Falcons. The Chargers at Rams. So the the Char- the Battle of L.A. That's This has already been decided. I don't know why you keep calling it this. The Chargers are 1-1. One one. The Rams are 2-0. and oh. The Rams have been crushing teams. Uh, I can't believe this. I, I understand Bale's taking the Chargers, but Smooth? Smooth going with the Chargers? No. They'll Chargers it. That's why I'm taking the Rams. Bears at Cardinals. Everyone's taking the Browns. Or the Bears, excuse me. Everyone's taking the Bears. They're 1-1. One one. The Cardinals are 0-2. The Cardinals have not looked good in pretty much any facet of the game unless they put Rosen in there which would change my pick maybe it would at least make me think about it like it didn't here I'm just taking the Bears everyone's taking the Bears at least they put Rosen in then I'll think about it probably not I think they go one more week because the Bears that's not a defense you want to put a rookie in it's just throwing him to the Bears Cowboys at Seahawks Cowboys 1-1, one one, Seahawks 0-2. Oh uh, Bales is going to take the Cowboys. He believes in the run game. The Seahawks are getting a couple people back on the defensive side of the ball. And they finally get to go home, which they didn't for the first two weeks. That's why Smoove and I take the Seahawks. Patriots at Lions. Uh, Bill versus his boy. Patriots are 1-1. One one, the Lions are 0-2. Oh it's, just, it's Bill Belichick against somebody who thinks they learned from Bill Belichick. You didn't. You didn't. You're not Bill Belichick. You're not even close. And that's why we all take the Patriots. Like everyone should. Last game, Steelers at Bucks. Steelers are 0-2. We talked a lot about them earlier. The Bucks are 2-0 and and have been red hot with Fitzmagic. And, you know... <laughs> This is going to sound ridiculous because of everything that I said earlier, but I'm taking the Steelers. I'm just going to go... What people forget about the Bucs is it's just been Fitzmagic. Their, their running game hasn't been great, and their defense has been pretty bad. I think that the Steelers are going to roll with James Conner, who, you know, I, it's James Conner. He's the dude in, in Pittsburgh right now. I think they're going to figure it out because they'll be able to kind of play to one side of the ball. They don't have to, the Steelers' defensive problems come from a lack of speed, especially in the middle. And the Bucks, without that, that lack of run game, helps the Steelers out, and that's why I think they take it, while Bales and Smooth take the Bucks in this one. They think the Bucks continue to stay hot. They're rolling with the magic. That's what we've got for this week. A quick one, a fun one. Just uh, keeping it keeping it light, keeping it easy. No PTO's picks this week, so let's just get out of here. Next week, you can expect football reactions, games, and nonsense, and 
the inverse of this week. I will be gone next week while Smooth and Bales take control, take the reins, and bring out episode 33 for you next week. You can always find us on Twitter, bold underscore nonsense, Instagram, bold.nonsense, and you can email us if you if you so choose at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Expect the show on Saturdays, hopefully before noon or right around there, or earlier if we can if we can do it. And you can find it. SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes, the iTunes podcast app, where we'd like you to subscribe, rate, review, ask us questions. Uh, we just love any feedback that we can get from you. The Bold Nonsense Fantasy Football League is gangbusters so far. It's been so much fun. It's points galore, which is what everybody plays fantasy football for. Uh, multiple quarterbacks. It's as many points as you can imagine. Uh, and it's been so much fun. This was my random thought last week, and I saved it for the fantasy football segment, but I never got to say it, so I want to say it this week. I think, this is like my 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 theory, I don't know, not really a theory, but just my observation. I don't, the thing is, every time you talk about your fantasy football team, you always have to say, I know, and like people don't care about other people's fantasy football teams, but I don't think that's true, I think they do. I think people just like, it's one of those things, you talk about it at the, the water cooler now, it's it's like talking about any part of the game, it's talking about your fantasy team. I want to hear what you got to say, because maybe you've got a player that you like, and I'm in another league, so I'll take that player, we'll just take chances and kind of talk strategy and how things are going. I think fantasy football, talking about fantasy football is like talking about anything else. So can people stop doing the obligatory, like, oh, nobody cares about your fantasy football team, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. No, that's not true. People, I don't think people really care that you're talking about your fantasy team. Like, that's what they don't care about. Just talk about it like it's normal. Nobody hates hates that. It's just that that's a thing people say now or believe that they have to say. I think people care about other people's fantasy football teams more than they say they do. We should just accept that and talk about it openly. It's fun. Everyone loves it. That's why we do it. And score as many points as possible like we do in the Heavy Artillery League. Where where this guy, I almost Disney, is 2-0. I'm coming for the title. On the inaugural title is going to this guy. I can tell you that right now. On the shoulders of Alvin Kamara. And I will not say it. Because you do care. We should all care. Just have fun with it. For at St. Bales, cheers. For at Still Smooth, much love. I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us. Thank you for listening to episode 32. Hope it's still fun for you. Can't wait to get back at it next week. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. Stay senseless. very little i hate goodbyes it's over go home go